Welcome to Paintbrush and Ivories, the podcast for artists and curious creators that connects creativity with the heart and soul. I'm Michelle Walker, and I'm here today with my creative soul sister, Jennifer Ruth Russell. Hey, Jen. Hey, Michelle. I'm so grateful to be here, and I'm grateful I'm your sister, a creative <laughs> soul sister. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> today, we want to talk about energy and both of us have been having a conversation and experiencing some dips in energy in our lives. And I wanted to explore where that's coming from for you and maybe how some of our creative soul sisters and brothers out there are listening might also be experiencing this and just some thoughts about where that could come from and what we might want to look for to get out of those dips. And I think the first thing I want to say is sometimes those dips are actually helpful. Mm-hmm. What, do you th- <laughs> what do you think about I, that wild concept? I do. I, I think as we look to nature, it is a big clue for us because nature is either building or then releasing. And it seems that's such a pattern that is very natural. So those dips to me, I think are natural. I think our resistance to them makes them go on longer. (laughs) And I wonder about myself, why do I find them sometimes so uncomfortable? And I've got to declare I've just been in one. It wasn't particularly long lasting. But as people who are listening may know, I've just had a, a big exhibition install and opening in the last two weeks. And I knew that was going to be an intense time because there's something about the whole bringing it home, sailing it into the harbour, you know, allowing it to be put out into the space. And then the energy of the opening night was huge. It was several hours of just lots of people. And I'm a fairly extroverted soul. I found it it's so uplifting. It can also be a huge energy ask. And mm-hmm. I sometimes think of those openings. They're a bit like a wedding where you see lots of people <laughs> you haven't seen forever and you get to kiss them on the cheek and you say three things to them and then they're gone because someone else grabs you or, you know, you you kind of called over somewhere else. So in a beautiful way, it can be like that of meeting up with a whole lot of souls you haven't seen for a while. And just that expenditure of energy to sustain quite a high degree of interaction and presence and 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 just the stimulation. It's huge and wonderful. Um, and the love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, All that love. Just being celebrated and having mm-hmm. art celebrated that way because it wasn't just Jude and I in our exhibition opening. There was three other artists, so there was a huge crowd. It was wonderful. Sorry, this is not an episode about my opening, so I'll move on. <laughs> all <laughs> that to say, yeah, all that to say, <laughs> I hit a flat point and it wasn't, it was actually the day before the opening, I tried to do something which would pour out of me, no problem whatsoever. I had to write something creative and I couldn't. And I just felt so empty, stuck and kind of yucky. And that was how I felt that dip. That was how it kind of came home to me and that's not an uncommon thing after a big project. But mm-hmm. that's in a bit of an emotional dip, isn't it? An emotional low energy. There can be other times when we have that experience of very low energy. What about you, Jen? What's happening in your world? Well, I, I love that we're talking about this today because to me, there's always an ebb and flow of my busyness, my also my, you know, my restfulness. It seems to be something that I'm always working in balance for. There is 
a beautiful, like you just explained what happens to us when we've worked on something for a long time and we've built it and it's beautiful and it's received in the world so well. And there's that feeling of, of now what? And that just happened to me when I, when I, when I put out my book in book. March, mm-hmm. it was like, well, now what? And I was told really clearly now is time to celebrate and not do anything, you know? So really I was told to take this month off to just be, when I say that, I want everyone to know I, I had talked to a team within <laughs> and that's where I get my, it's my directions, right? So yeah. My spiritual guidance was like, oh, this whole month is a celebration for you not to do anything because there is that restorative time that I need in order to be rejuvenated again to create. And I'm always fascinated with the creativity that comes out when you're in that place of either being emotionally tired, physically tired, mentally tired, and I would say spiritually tired, because to me, creativity comes out of all those different parts of our org field. But which one is it? I think it's good to identify it. And if they're all needing some time, it's wonderful. It's just a big sign that you just have to lay low and let your creativity also take a rest. How do you go with that? How do you do not doing? Yeah, it's really a great question. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I do it very all, well. <laughs> I know. I ask that question all the time. What can I do to relax and really let go? Um, feed the fish and watch watch them eat the food, you know? I mean, really take the time. I'm starting to be a bird watcher because I really want to identify birds and what is that song, you yeah, know? definitely. Um, playing the piano, but not to create something, but just for enjoyment. Having a meal with friends and family, which we did last night, which I cooked the whole thing. It took a lot of energy, but it was a different kind of energy. And, and to really enjoy the conversation, the stories and the music that we did mm-hmm. was just a really a simple time. But I realized that it always draws me to that place of taking the moments more preciously. Do you know what I mean? Like being my word for the year, more available for what is happening right now. I love that. And I think that sometimes I struggle with the just hurry up and relax kind of energy, which is the total (laughs) antithesis to what I'm trying for. But it feels like that. It's this urgency because I know I need to do it. And I bring that drive that I've had with the project or whatever it is that I've been working on. I bring that drive into trying to relax and defrag and let my energy just go quiet. There's a gentleness I'm looking for and I don't always find it. I don't, I'm not Mm. always that good at finding the gentleness, which I hear when you talk about watching the fish feeding on the food you've just fed them and listening Mm -hmm. to the bird song. Like there's a gentleness in that. And I, I think there's something in that aspect that I, I struggle with sometimes to switch energy channels almost. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think this is also true for people when they're not necessarily delivering a big project, but they're just multi-hat wearing, doing a gazillion things of yeah. life at once can mm-hmm. also be a big thing. And roles that we take on, I think, when we dig deep into our soul for our art to make our craft, there are times when we will feel flatlined, exhausted, for whatever reason. And it's important for us to understand and know how is it that we can help ourselves through that? How can we be really kind when we're in it? 
because the intolerance I find for myself when I'm in that space, you know, it it kicks up a notch. I'm not usually that intolerant with myself, but I can find it will come out in this situation where mm, maybe I'm a bit addicted to the fact that I love life and I've usually got lots of energy and I find great joy Mm -hmm. in life. So when that isn't present, that concerns me. And that can also happen to us when we've got health issues, right? When we're challenged health-wise, we can lose our energy that we're used to having. Well, I believe that our bodies are being reborn to a new place. Our crystalline bodies are taking over our old carbon-based bodies. That means there's a lot of times that our bodies just need rest. And we haven't really been programmed, at least not in America, to rest. You know, we don't take siestas. We don't like stop in the middle of the day and have a nap. It's just like, we got to keep going, keep going and keep going. I love the story of the canary. And I have to bring it up here because it's, it it was so profound for me when I heard this, my mother loved canaries. She always had one and they would sing up a storm and then they would go into their molting period and they would not sing. And my mother, towards the end of her life, and she would get upset at these moments they wouldn't sing. She'd start to play them music and try to stimulate them to sing, talk to them. And when we looked up what really the molting period is about, and maybe this would help us, Michelle, it is really about them letting go of the old song and getting a new song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're retuning, they're they're learning Mm -hmm. a new song. Well, I mean, there's so many illustrations of this. Eagles lose their beaks and their their talents at one time in their life. So they can't hunt. They can't do what they're used to doing. And they have a choice right then. Or am I going to sit and allow these to grow back? Or I'm going to just check out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> to me, it's so, it's so much a thing that I know I'm learning right now. It's like, take it easy. And it's okay. Because I've realized that I am creative, but I was also programmed with something that said, you have to do a lot to be valuable in the world. Mm. Yes, absolutely. That work ethic of must always be on the tools. I actually think there's something I wanted to pick up on your point. I love naps. I have zero concern taking naps. I have zero concern just spending time being still. And I know that sounds like an anathema to stuff that I've just said, but it's true. It's how at peace am I when I'm doing that stillness? That's where I find the difference. I can have that energy is not at peace. But the guilt of doing nothing, the guilt of a looking Mm -hmm. like you're doing nothing, the guilt of that, I think we have to let go of that and just embrace our love of naps or being still or just taking time to ourselves, whatever that looks like. We've got to be conscious when we're judging ourselves. And I'm I'm aware of this because my husband's a doer. He's on the constant move and he doesn't do a lot of stillness. So I will find if he comes through a room and I'm being still, there'll be a part of me that might go, oh, what's he thinking? And I I realise that's a really big um, confession right there. But I do have that thought about what is, what is being thought of of me. And I try and just be at peace with that. I don't care what other people think. This is what I need to do right now. It's not always easy though. Yeah. And I think it's great to do an inquiry about what that guilt is about. I know we could probably go back to our history, see all the uh, mores that have been passed along, but I think I'm finally letting go of that because that has also run me. 
Michelle, mm-hmm. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I will just fess up to that, you know, and it's like, wow, am I really giving from my pure self if I'm feeling guilty if I'm not yeah. doing that? Yeah, that's you right. <laughs> what a conundrum. I, one of the concepts that has really, really helped me in probably the last 20 years, and it was given to me by a teacher I had, and he used to do a lot of work with energy. And I just wanted to share this with you because this is something I constantly go back to, and it's one of my points of inquiry. If I'm feeling really low in energy, his idea was that any project that we have is a cycle of energy. It's a cycle of activity. And we've got energy invested in that cycle. And I guess the analogy is an open tab on your computer browser. When I feel really low in energy, sometimes it means I haven't acknowledged a cycle of activity has just completed and I need to do the acknowledgement in order to release the energy that I invested in that cycle of activity. So Mm. we start an art project. It is something that you know, for example, this one has been an 18 months in process. And so I was very conscious coming into the delivery, the seeing the work up, the prep for the opening night, the actual opening night, all of those stages, I was consciously thinking of them as part of the acknowledgement of the end of that cycle of activity. And I think that if we have that as a model, it can sometimes be really useful because fatigue can be unacknowledged progress so Mm. if we keep delivering and keep delivering but we Mm -hmm. haven't actually stopped and said hey look at what I just did last month or look at what I just did last week Mm -hmm. it's really an energy depleting energy draining behavior and we do that because there's so much more to do right this is I understand the concept of it is why would I stop and do a little celebration dance because I've completed one of six things because I've still got that whole pile of stuff to do or we can go into judgment around, well, yeah, I did it, but it wasn't fast enough and it wasn't sexy enough or it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't big something enough, enough or it wasn't something <laughs> enough and, I didn't, and so we have judgment around it. So rather than just being at peace with the thing we just did and allowing ourselves to really revel in that step of achievement, step of progress, that can be really quite depleting in energy. Is that something that you think about? You know what? I love that you're bringing this up because I realized at one point, I think I was doing maybe five different Christmas programs. I was doing music in a lot of different schools. I was doing one at a church and one at another center. And we were doing my own songs, all of them. All these programs were my own songs, right? That's huge. It was huge. But at the time, I was trying to be very humble and not say anything about these were my songs. And afterwards, I felt exactly what you're talking about. Mm. And someone said to me, that is false humility. And I was like, wow, I'd never even heard that term before. And she said, you know, you need to celebrate and acknowledge everything that you do. Mm -hmm. And maybe you need an acknowledgement, buddy. And so I Mm. did get one. And I call her and I say, you know what? This is what (laughs) happened. And this is what I did. And it was great. Blah, 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 blah. And she goes, oh, wow, that is so cool. And that's all I need for that kind of acknowledgement. But I also think that's what this month is about for me. Mm. It's about acknowledging and just taking taking a long breather and celebrate. This is my birth month as well. Yep. So I'm just Birthday coming like, up. 
I'm getting off the got to be doing something all the time wheel. And I've given myself permission to do that this month. So I'm experimenting with all those things that you say, Michelle, like, how do you relax? How do you not do if you're a doer? <laughs> and I, you know, I'm reading more, I'm doing a lot more meditation and slow walks, not fast walks to get in the exercise. Yeah, it's like slow meditation walks. walks. Yeah, exactly. To just appreciate whatever is around me. Nature. Mm, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I guess I don't want to dismiss the possibility of someone's listening that there may be a physiological health issue sitting underneath a lack of energy that we need to be conscious of. And that's something that obviously as grown-ups we get to investigate. For me, I know that's not what we were dealing with here. And you've just listed a couple of beautiful things that you do to help restore the balance in your energy and help allow yourself to be in that no doing place or that I almost think of it as a hibernation. And mm -hmm. what other things do you think about when you're trying to manage your energy? What do you go to in terms of helpful ideas? I think that let's say you're sick. All right, you're not feeling well at all. There's a sweetness of letting go, of writing down what you feel, really showing a lot of self-compassion, self-care, but I mean in the way of really allowing yourself to feel safe in your own heart, in your own being, for not doing anything and for being there. To me, I don't know if you, you were raised like I was, but it was always like, all right, you've been sick for a day, let's get up, let's go. You know, it's, it's like that same thing, right? <laughs> Hurry the up same and get thing better. again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. And I love Sulika Juard's stuff because she just she's been suffering with leukemia as a creative, and she will be nurtured. I'm I'm amazed at how she's been nurturing herself with writing, and just simple artwork in her journal, just doing something. I know when I was suffering emotionally and especially mentally, I would say from bankruptcy. Now that's a different thing. I don't want to talk about that, but I remember someone gave me a directive to write a song about it. And why not give yourself permission to do some artistry when you're down? Mm, about about your funk or about your low energy. Or exactly. About, yeah. If you can, because sometimes that's the most impossible thing to ask. I know. I actually find sometimes switching medium. And so this time I have actually gone to journaling because it's mm -hmm. not my usual process, but it has been a place that I've been able to feel and talk about with myself or express in a way that's different, that didn't involve picking up a paintbrush. And sometimes mm -hmm. that can be a bit of a, I need a change. I'm one of those folk who loves variety mm -hmm. as much as I'm, you know, that kind of would love to be more of a routine girl. I don't do that. I will cycle through things. So I am finding the journaling, which has been beautifully supported by Sue Laker's work. I find mm -hmm. her stuff really beautiful. For me, I need to watch if things crop up. Like if I find myself saying yes to too many Zoom calls or being outside myself too much, that can be really important to reduce the number of those. And I know this is hard, but spending time with people who you know are going to drain your energy might be a bad mm -hmm. choice at this time. Yeah. The other thing is I notice if I'm starting to do a bit of complaining and whinging, I don't do a lot of it. 
but that can be a sign of tiredness for me. And I know that we've talked before about Emma Curtis Hopkins' idea of the different aspects that can be signals of energy draining behavior or, or things that we should just get rid of in our lives because they will not serve us. And that judging and comparing yourself and complaining about your lot is not particularly productive. So noticing that when it comes up and having a gentleness around it, what where it might be coming from. I think one of the things I want to share, which repeats your point, but I find really special is spending a bit of my day doing something delicious. And that might be just going out and standing in my garden and admiring the flowers Mm -hmm. or admiring the growth on the plants or Mm -hmm. noticing what birds I can notice or ringing up a friend who I know is a delight and just having a chat, you know, just a total girly chinwag about stuff, you know, with (laughs) no purpose, no masterminding involved, just a chat, you know, cup of tea. So some of those, some of those sort of delicious things in life can be really restorative. I think my thing right now is that I found what's pulled me through is a project that I've had on hold for a long time, which is my studio. And that's Mm. now just opened up and I am so energized by that. So can I just say sometimes it's finding the right next thing. I'm not suggesting anyone needs to hurry through Mm -hmm. low energy place, but sometimes it can be a signal that you're waiting because there is something about to happen next. Yeah. That cycle you were talking about, let's just call it the cycle of creativity because Mm. it does have an ebb and a flow. The ebb, that time I believe is a time of surrender. It's really a time of being reborn. It's time of really allowing yourself to be like a little bitty baby and to be totally gentle with that process because I'm talking mostly spiritually, emotionally, Mm -hmm. mentally, Mm -hmm. and physically. I'm talking it all. That you really do need to have some time where you can be just like a blank slate. When I'm in this state too, I love going and just putting my face up to the sun. You know, mm-hmm. and allowing myself to absorb those vitamins and minerals and everything that I need to remember that I am of the light. And just like our beautiful world, we go through the darkness every day. We go through nighttime every single day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So why would we think that we'd have to be charged full on all the time? It's just a myth. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a pervasive one, but it is the slow process of coming home to ourselves and being where we're at and being okay with that. And when you spoke the words about the kindness in your heart, the gentleness and the love in your heart, that did something to me and there's something in that for me. So thank you for that gift. Mm. I appreciate that. So in wrapping up this chat today, Jen, about how we deal with times when we're too tired to make our art or we're just feeling like we need an energy boost. I think it's so important. The reason we care about this is, apart from the fact it just doesn't feel always that great, but it's so important because it is all about the come from place for our art. That that phrase I know I've used before, borrowed from Susan. I think that that is a really crucial aspect because it's all of us and we make our art from the core part of us. And so we need to be really kind and caring with how Mm -hmm. that flows. Any final thoughts? Oh, I just, I I don't think you could say this enough to friends is to be gentle with yourself. Uh, I totally agree. Just, just allow whatever you are. Uh, Sometimes you just need to look 
at why you're tired. You know, for me, a lot of it has been, you're trying to do everybody else's job and you need to let go and let other people do some things for you or ask for what you need or start delegating. It's an interesting because there's always information there for me when I surrender and just say, okay, I'm letting go. What do I need to see here? Mm. And How can I be more compassionate with myself? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what's mine to do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Beautiful. Nothing. <laughs> Have a nap. <laughs> I'm for naps. <laughs> oh, beautiful. But who am I if I don't do anything? <laughs> oh. How can I be a hummingbird and rest? She says. That's right. <laughs> yes. And you I know when it. hummingbird when hummingbirds sleep, they actually die. They actually look, you know, they actually go unconscious. Wow. They, yeah, it's fascinating, the story well, of the hummingbird. I'm a snake and I feel that <laughs> I, I sometimes have a really big meal and I need to sit quietly and just digest. And that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I think I'm digesting and harvesting what it is mm-hmm. that I just did. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for joining me for this conversation. Uh, my today. pleasure. Love, lovely to see you. And for everyone listening, if you've got any hot tips about what are your go-tos for managing your energy and just helping yourself back up, maybe some of your rituals that are very gentle and loving and self-compassionate, we would love mm-hmm. to hear them. Yes, absolutely. And as always, we thank you for spending time with us today and we really appreciate your love and attention. Mm. Yes, I love and you, take Jen. good care. Yeah, love that's you right. Too. All right. Take good Bye care of now. yourself. Bye-bye.